This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The world community led by the UN is concerned, to say the least, over the prospective impact of global food production of the war in Ukraine by Russia. There are many analysts ringing alarms of the loss of Ukraine's food production. Ukraine provided 99% of wheat exports to Egypt, Lebanon, Yemen, and Ethiopia. And surging food prices economically impacts sensitive food import-dependent populations in Africa and Asia. Some who have adequate or surplus stocks who could export food to make up some of the shortfall refuse to do so for domestic protectionist reasons. If they export food and their domestic prices soar, leaders pay a political price. Ukraine is the Iowa of Europe for grain production and Belarus is their Canada as a major fertilizer exporter. And without Ukraine ports in operation, this food and fertilizer supply is mostly lost to the world. Ukraine had moved 70% of its exports from ports, and that is now zero. Ukraine grain exports are limited by land infrastructure to rail and truck to Poland and Romania and other western neighbor outlets. Our Odessa grain broker source says that these exports are limited to about 1 million metric ton per month, and that with some improvement may exceed that slightly. There is over 20 million metric tons of old crop wheat bottled up in Ukraine, which grates on Western leaders as well as on Ukraine, because it is stuck there. They planted spring crops that, when harvested, will fill all available storage in Ukraine. If they plant full crops, winter wheat, there would be no place to store that harvest the next spring. So Ukraine crop production, already curtailed by the war, would eventually begin shutting down as supply chains back up there. Imagine here in Iowa if all the grain bins were full and the borders were entirely closed by an enemy to all except through Sioux City, Iowa. You could only export through that route. Say that the Mississippi was mined, so the river was useless for transportation, and there were warships off the Gulf that would sink every vessel leaving New Orleans if you could get grain there. The port had been damaged by missiles, so needs repair. The only ports in Ukraine that are operable are controlled by the Russians. Farmers in eastern Iowa would have to decide whether to plant, as there is nowhere left to store crops, and it is a long way to get grain to Sioux City, which is maxed out for capacity, by the way. Ukraine rail systems do not line up with others where they need them to move grain, requiring transfers. Imagine if there were no railways to Southern Plains feedlots, and all had to move by truck. Railroads are being used by the military to move supplies and war material east. Most of the trucks and diesel fuel is being committed to the war effort. You can see that current circumstances in Ukraine are a logistical nightmare. It may get better, but no quick fix is plausible. Trevor Reed, the Marine that was held hostage in Russia, recently traded for it to gain his freedom, says that Russians have no respect for human life. He saw that up close and personal. I've made that point here in this report. Their lack of humanity is evident in how they conduct war. This is not the first time that they massacred Ukrainian civilians, just the first time this century. Russia could care less if people will die because of the loss of the Ukrainian breadbasket. Russia starved millions of Ukrainians to death in the 1930s. Tens of millions died in the bloodlands during World War II in that region of the world, and most died of starvation. Russia and Belarus were integral participants in today's global fertilizer supply chain, and as fertilizer supply is being embargoed by sanctions and lack of market access, Many other food-growing countries of the world will see their production curtailed. Brazil would be at the top of that list. 
So Russia could give a rip about opening up food or fertilizer quarters in the Black Sea to restore trade movement if and unless they get paid well in terms of sanctions relief. Only the West cares about feeding the world. This is Russia's way of getting back at us. Their narrative blames Ukraine and the West for any food shortfalls. Personally, I do not think that Russia will make a deal or allow Ukraine to export from ports if they can stop it. It is doubtful that the West will ease trade sanctions on Russia as part of a bargain. They would be bargaining with the devil, and the devil will not keep his word. Ocean freight vessels will not enter a war zone, and that is what the waters off Ukraine certainly are. The only way to get Russia to agree to what the West wishes to accomplish is to give Russia more than the West should or would be willing to give them. Putin's solution is for Russian grain and fertilizer to feed the world. While a negotiated agreement to open trade corridors is unlikely to be successful, some are evaluating military options. Without a comprehensive negotiated agreement, a military option opening a trade corridor from Ukraine ports appears implausible. Chicago border trade markets are sorting all this out. Should be a buying opportunity, need I say more. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Thank uh-huh.